What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming, the show where we talk about gaming news. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And quick reminders that we're in a new month, so make sure to download and play Detroit Become Human and Horizon Chase Turbo, not PES 2019. Make sure to download those, play those, and come back at the end of this month for Plus Club. Let us know what we thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of them. And our game of the month randomly picked is Final Fantasy X. It's been out for a long time. I'm sure you've played it or you haven't played it. Maybe go back and try it out or go back and replay it. We'll be talking about that at the end of this month for Game of the Month. So let us know what you thought of it. And we'll let you know what we thought of it. Uh, we are on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you'd prefer to listen to us, we have links down below. And we have another link down there for Discord. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. Uh, another thing I also want to throw out there real fast is we did indeed do a tasty cast on time, uh, well, for us. And uh, I tried to upload that. And when I offered it to YouTube, they're like, it's a big one. And it was a big one for sure. It's like two hours long. Long ass fucking episode. And they're like, what do you plan on doing that? And I'm just like, upload. And like, it's too big. It won't fit. And I'm like, well, we're going to try it out. So finally, got it in there and uh, it's up. So make sure to check that out as well. Uh, we covered um, Tenocon 2019 and July's game releases. So check that out. Uh, yeah. So Taste Tuesday, we got three bits of news to talk about. Uh, it was kind of. At first, slim pickings, but I found some things I think are pretty interesting. But other than that, there's a lot of just like bullshit circulating around. But um, I got them, so let's jump into it. First bit of news. Now it's been rumored for a while um, that, uh, and they did talk about it uh, that there was actually multiple Xbox consoles being worked on uh, before the announcement of Project Scarlet. Uh, those two prototype names were reportedly called Anaconda and Lockhart. Uh, according to a report that came out recently, Anaconda is most likely Project Scarlet and Lockhart is actually still being worked on, but was not shown at E3 2019. Uh, according to details on Lockhart, it is rumored to be a uh, cheaper console that will be relying on xCloud streaming as opposed to being um, a full-on console. Uh it says that, um, I gotta find the fucking part. Uh, Sam's report, where the port came from, goes on to suggest that Lockhart would effectively be a low power box with the capacity to generate a game's main virtual environments before the core elements of the game, such as graphics, text, NPCs, you name it, are then streamed in. So we'll be doing a lot of low power processing while also relying on streaming the game to it. Um, so this has not been officially announced, but there are uh, reasons to believe that this will be coming out alongside Project Scarlet or whatever it is called when it is released. Uh, so you're going to have, you know, the main console that will most likely be able to stream content as well. And then a uh, lower cost, lower powered streaming only console. What do you think about uh, the potential of having two separate consoles uh, from Xbox, uh, what do you think about one being purely streaming? Do you think it seems valid that would be a route that they would go? Um, and uh, yeah, do you think this is real? Do you think it's not real? And uh, would you be interested in buying that as opposed to buying the next Xbox? Uh, no, not interested. But <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I definitely think it has a place and I definitely think it fits Microsoft's uh, recent uh what i guess i call vision of of what the, their plan is for gaming at this point um you know they tried doing something 
you know, very online centric with the Xbox one when it was coming out. But instead of offering choices, they kind of told everyone that's what they were going to get. And it backfired really bad on them. I think they're being a lot. If this is true, obviously we're talking about rumors. Um, if they do come out with both options, I think that was a huge lesson learned and a way smarter way to go about that. Cause there are people who are fine and, and okay with that and probably want something like that. Um, and there's people, you know, like myself, I want to have it running it right there. I want to buy the games. I want to put the disc in like, so, um, but it's good to cover all bases and it, and it makes sense for Microsoft to have multiple consoles anyways, cause they've, they've kind of already done that for multiple generations at this point. Yep. So, um, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot more to add to it other than that. It just, it, it all makes sense. It seems like something they would do. I think the rumors are probably pretty valid. Um, especially with them being very focused on things like X cloud and, uh, putting Xbox, uh, as a service on things and, and including with game pass. Yeah, yeah. Including, you know, uh, that of PC and soon to be switch. So, um, yeah, I, it, it just makes sense to me, uh, the, the approach they're taking. So, Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything you said. Uh, we've talked about this quite a bit on the channel and, you know, off camera uh, that Xbox, obviously, um, Microsoft is in a good position because they have a lot of money. Uh, so they're allowed to fuck around and do and try things, make mistakes, fix mistakes, have plenty of years to fix those mistakes or, you know, uh, have a great console that, that they can support and offer different ways to, uh, you know, offer that to other people. Um, so, yeah, them potentially making two different consoles uh, to feel out the market uh, is something that they can do financially and it makes complete sense. So we are moving into uncharted waters when it comes to the viability of a streaming only console. And, you know, I've been speculating for a while that, uh, and a lot of people, uh, that these consoles will come out uh, as normal consoles, but also soft introduce streaming technology if you want it. It's already pretty much there with like, you know, PS now and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, I think they'll have a stronger emphasis, but also trying to introduce it in a way that's not intrusive. Um, but, uh, if they do down the road, uh, release, you know, like way cheaper, uh, some kind of device that you could just put into your TV and be able to play Xbox games without having that console and offer you a service that you're paying for monthly. Uh, it makes complete sense. I do think there's a lot of people who, um, especially, People who don't give a fuck about owning uh, a console, the power of that console, just want access to games or casual gamers or whatever. Or people um, who travel a lot. Or people who travel a lot. That's another really good point. Um, that want like a Netflix style experience when it comes to games. If you have the internet to do that, all that stuff, it makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could see them releasing uh, Project Scarlet at like four, five hundred bucks um, and then releasing, you know, Lockhart, whatever the fuck uh, the project's called. Um for like a hundred bucks, 200 bucks easily, because you're not buying a bunch of hardware. You're going to buy a controller. That thing's going to cost like anywhere between 60 to 80 bucks. And then a dongle that's going to do soft processing and uh, have an internet connection. I would see that for like 80 to a hundred bucks. I mean, it's super reminiscent of, of Google's uh, Chromebooks. Yeah. The really the laptops that don't have anything in them, they just connect to Google access services to the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and cloud saving and stuff. Yeah. And then stadia obviously is the it's, other example. Yeah. So. Simulating the computer experience without actually having the hardware to mm -hmm. need to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I 100% believe this. Um, 
was I expecting it? No, because I thought they're just going to go the route of buy the Xbox. Fucking, it'll be able to do this, and it will be able to do that. I've been speculating the Xbox One is going to be able to play fucking mm. uh, games streaming that are on Project Scarlet. It only makes sense because, and it, they keep alluding to it, uh, Microsoft seems like they're going uh, down the route of becoming more of a software company than a hardware company. They just happen to have so much money they can offer you the hardware still while going down that route. But it, it seems like that's more of them allowing you options to play their games if you don't already have other options to play their games. It seems like they just want to own the market of streaming games like Netflix pretty much owns streaming movies and uh, television. Right. Um, so, you know, is that going to work out? I don't know. Um, and if things went differently this console generation, I don't know if they would have went this route, but it is really interesting. And like I said, I, emphasizing again, they can re, they can spend the money to release this, and if one of the two doesn't do as well, they can drop it, yeah, and re and make a whole new version of something. I mean, that's the existence done it of Xbox, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Xbox 360, they released the fucking like had like 512 like or had like a gig or something of memory on it. It was like the arcade version. Yeah, it was like a yeah. hundred bucks. I don't think it had a gig on it. It, 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 it was, was small. <laughs> yeah, it was for downloading like arcade games and shit and. Uh, I didn't want that, but I know people who bought that fucking thing. I also knew people who bought it and were pissed because they didn't realize what the fuck it was. Read the box. Do your research before you buy things. But it's like 100 bucks cheaper. Yeah. Um, so, And then uh, the Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X. I mean, like, uh, they're not opposed to trying out different things and going, well, you want to buy this? Okay, that's fine. You want to buy this? Oh, you don't want that? Okay, but well, we got this. Do you want that? Okay, cool. Well, we're going to have this anyway if you want that. It's more expensive, but there's people out there who are going to want that. Yeah. They're not opposed to doing that shit. So this sounds smart, safe uh, for them, and um, kind of, uh, even though I didn't expect it, expected of the way Xbox does things. So offering different ways to play. For sure. So, uh, yeah, I believe it. Will it be called that? I doubt it, because all these project names always change. Um, other than that, yeah, it sounds viable. And if we don't see it, and they just decide to scrap it and implement that system into the next xbox i wouldn't be surprised either but no. uh, project names and, and uh copyrights and stuff not copyrights uh uh patents yeah get made constantly oh, and yeah. they don't always get used so. a lot of most of them don't yeah. um so yeah i mean they and i guarantee those reports at the very least they had these conversations and worked on prototypes so we'll see i think it makes sense i think you sell one of these like dongles or whatever for way cheaper than uh, a full-on console. Um, as for me, what would I buy? I'd buy the console, but I'm that guy. I want that fucking cool new technology. So, but um, you brought up a great point on, like if you're traveling, it'd be a really cool alternative to have, but they're also saying you're gonna be able to play on your phone, so. Yeah, Phil Spencer's been beta testing that while yeah. he travels, so. Yeah, so Xbox is really uh, opening up the way you're going to be able to play their games anywhere at any time, which I think is really exciting. So, yeah. Uh, let's know in the comments what do you think about uh, Project Lockhart, Anaconda, Project Scarlet. What do you think they're going to be doing with all this? Do you think Lockhart is real? Do you think they're going to come out at the same time? Do you think they're going to come out at different times? Do you think it's not coming out at all? Which one would you pick up? Are you open to just buying a console for pure streaming purposes? You're saving on the cloud and all that shit. Let us know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Second bit news. So if you watched Nintendo's uh, press conference this E3, uh, they showed off a new Animal Crossing game, and we have some uh, details to share with that. Uh, recently, they were interviewed and uh, had some quotes there. I'm not going to do the whole quotes because 
there's a lot of talking and very little information in the quote, so I'm just going to relay the information. Uh, the first being that uh, this Animal Crossing is a little different in the in the way you you start the game. You start essentially on like a deserted island, but you will in time build up to a village. So as you do things, people will move there. They'll start building um, businesses, establishments, and stuff like that, and then it will turn into the normal Animal Crossing experience that you are used to. So. Uh, hmm. an extended beginning essentially to to the game um, the other thing they they talked about was multiplayer um, it's going to have two different types of multiplayer um, the first is a more traditional style where uh, you can go visit a person's island or have people visit you and that is up to eight people um, whether that is locally or online um, the second mode which is new because you can't do split screen on a DS is that you can have four people play on one device split screen with four joy cons. Um, so you will have the option of playing with eight people on. Wait, is this going to be on DS? So this switch. Oh, you said eight or split screen on DS. It didn't, you couldn't do split. Oh, screen on you couldn't do it. I thought you were saying you can't do it. I was like, I don't know what that means. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, you can have eight players if they all have their own device and own copy of the game, and that can either be done in, in essentially in a LAN format or online format, or you can have uh, four people on one device who live together on a save file play together on one TV. So uh, what do we think about the um, changes to the game? Do they sound appealing to you? Uh, do you, do you uh, have anything you'd like to see uh that maybe they didn't mention. Uh, just any thoughts in general, as as. Uh, Before I jump Francis. into into my thoughts, uh, how because I'm not familiar, I kind of remember for anybody watching who doesn't know what's the multiplayer typically like in Animal Crossing. Usually, you visit a uh, a train station, and you, uh, as long as they're on your friends list, you can visit their town by taking the train and going to their village. And you just kind of like check it out. And you wander around, yeah. You can use, you know, their shop and stuff like that. And you can and you can collect things. There is incentives to do that. Um, like, let's say I start to save, and where I live, oranges grow, and where you live, cherries grow. You can bring me cherries. I can plant cherry trees. Oh, okay. I can give you oranges. You can plant orange trees. So there's a social element to it, but it's not like multiplayer, multiplayer. But it's, it's like 100 social. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> well. Okay. So. So people know when it comes to Animal Crossing, this is a game I always appreciate. I like the way it looks. I just, for some reason, it never resonates with me. I try and play it, and I, I just, I never am interested in it. I want to be every time I play it, but I'm just like, I just don't get it. Like, it, legit, it just doesn't work. Like, for me, I'm just like, how, what is fun about this? I Like, I want it to be fun, but I just never have it. Uh, other than that, I love everything about it. I think it looks great, all that shit. Um... And then, you know, the multiplayer I always remembered is like visiting each other type stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. But, the, you know, a game like that, I want to like do more than that. So hearing this news is actually really exciting for me because first off, just to cover the beginning part that you mentioned, the whole like island thing growing into something I think is interesting because they've tried a couple different things with Animal Crossing from like the more traditional style that it was. And then they had that weird like horizon thing. Uh, visual style where you as you walk forward it like rolled in or whatever the fuck mm -hmm. right um, 
so they're trying something else where you're going to get some kind of like dynamic growth or whatever as you uh, go through the game is is cool and interesting. I'd like to see it before I really have a big opinion on it, but it's cool to hear that that's new. The big thing here, though, that's really interesting for me is the multiplayer uh, aspect. First off, two modes is really cool. I like the idea of having the traditional style um, up to eight people on one island is really fucking crazy to me. Mm-hmm. It's quite a bit of people. Um and that is local and online, but again, is that just visiting? Like the original it says, similar to legacy titles where you're able to visit villages and have people come visit your village, yeah, yeah. up to eight people on island. So they're essentially just saying you can have seven people on your island. Yes, which and is cool. Whether you do that online, uh, or because Nintendo's really good about the devices all can just connect mm-hmm. to each other in the same room, you could be sitting in the same room and visit. Yeah. So. Um, so that's really neat. Uh, that's a lot of fucking people to be doing some Animal Crossing with. The more enticing part, though, for me is the second mode uh, where you're able to play like multiplayer with them uh, that you can play on the same screen, I think it said, mm-hmm. with four, four people. people. Locally is fucking huge. Uh, and then how many can you play with uh, on console and across the internet? Is it more than four? It's eight people if you do the first mode, four people if you do a split screen mode. Even online? The split screen mode is not online. Local multiplayer for the first time in the series up to four residents living on the same island can play together at the same time. So yeah, it's just local four-player co-op, mm-hmm. essentially. That's awesome. That's something I'm actually really interested in. Um, you know, that alone might have sold the game to me just now. Um, I got to see an action, but being able to play this game with people, you know, um, Animal Crossing is not Stardew Valley, but I feel like you get kind of a, a Stardew Valley feeling experience if they do this correct uh with four people playing a game that is dictated by day night cycles by what people are doing each day and stuff like that um so i feel like you get a really unique experience with your friends playing on the same screen on the same island uh and not in like a just a visiting fashion that's really fucking cool um i want to see it um again because i haven't really seen this game a whole lot um but the potential's there. Sounds awesome to me. Yeah. Um, I am a fan of Animal Crossing. I, I've played pretty much everyone. Um and the 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 first part where they talk about, you know, it's essentially like a deserted island and you develop it into a a, a livable place. Um I think it's neat. I like that they try things uh with it because obviously you can't do the same thing over and over and over again too much. People will get burnt out. Um Though, fortunately, it's not a series they really pump out. They, yeah, they, these are kind of rare. Yeah, and you, they're completely, they're, their longevity is really good because they follow the actual calendar. So you can, you show up on actual holidays, there'll be events happening in game and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So um, <clears throat> as far as the multiplayer goes, the the online and uh, uh, visit and local visiting system, I'm glad to see it came back. Eight players is, is a lot. I'm not... 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it was only four on DS. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, the split screen is is a really great evolution of the way they kind of had uh, multi-person saves in Animal Crossing. You could have four people live in your town, but you had to take turns playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could load your save and, and pick your character, and the village might be a little different because someone else who played had been playing. In this case, you can just do it at once now. That's kind of um, cool. I didn't know that. The, yeah. The, yeah. 
Yeah, so four people could play on one save file because there's hmm. four plots to buy. That's pretty neat. Yeah, So, but in this case, instead of having to take turns playing, you can play at the same time. Um, it'd be an extra bonus, and I don't. it's not mentioned, so hopefully they do it, but if it had uh, drop-in, hop-in, drop-out, because that would... I would assume it would. That would make the experience a lot more um, streamlined. So I would also assume that, but I wouldn't uh, put it past them since they haven't done this before to have a... Have, you have to load the mode essentially so we'll see um i guess the release date's there i don't know if they mentioned it during the treehouse uh during e3 or not but uh march 20th 2020 so it's early in mm -hmm. 2020 um does it say split screen or same screen that's something i'm curious about because are you gonna have to move together or will you do the toe jam and earl fucking walk too far away split screen it which would be kind of cool i don't know if no the, one does that i don't i know it's weird i think it's such a smart system i don't know and that was like on sega <laughs> so it was a long time ago yeah um because uh i mean a lot of games if you move too far it'll zoom out a little bit and then it'll like fucking make sure you guys stay together yeah which always feels really restrictive but still always cool to have that feature but why did toe jam and earl have such an advanced system someone had a smart idea and no one Weird. cared about it someone used that i feel like there's another game that did it at one point way later and i was like oh nice i'm glad you used that but um yes yeah, so i'm curious about how that'll work especially if you have four people fucking waddling around um in that game yeah, hopefully it's just split screen yeah that would make more sense yeah. um and not sharing a screen because with four people doing different things it'll get kind of frustrating uh, trying to go do this and everybody's over here doing that and shit. So it does give you an opportunity to, uh, to have a family game though as well though. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anything else on that? Not really. I mean, I'm going to pick it up. I'm a fan of the series. So I, as soon as he even whispered, I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, uh, like I said, it's like candy corn to me. I always want to fucking try it to see why I'm not a fan of it. Uh, but you know, the Switch has been doing such a good job with all the games that they've been putting out, and even games that typically wouldn't be super interested in. I've liked every single one of them so far. So I have a good feeling about this. And the ideas, again, Switch games, they got a lot of good ideas for even all their games. Um, so uh, their mind's in a really good place. I feel like if they're going to make a Animal Crossing that I could dig, it would be now. Um, and this sounds like something I would be really into. That it? That's it. Let's know in the comments. What do you think about Animal Crossing New Horizons? Is that what it's called? Um, what do you think about the eight-player visiting uh, gameplay multiplayer or the four-player same screen co-op gameplay? Uh, do any of those um, interest you? Are you a fan of the series? Are you not a fan of the series? Have you never played the series? If you haven't played it, why haven't you played it? Uh, what do you think about the beginning, uh, having your town grow as you play, slow build, uh gameplay and uh yeah last time everything you think about it comes to animal crossing new horizons last bit of news is uh more info dump which is uh borderlands 3 uh has revealed some new features coming to the game uh so there's a lot here so i'm just going to read off of the article this is via ign and it says gearbox detailed these new um, additions in press release and further explained that the pinging system uh, which is a new system they're adding uh, 
similar to Apex Legends. If you guys are familiar, you look at something, you can hit one button, it will ping an enemy, ping loot, stuff like that. Um, pinging system will ensure communication is in place for co-op teammates, even when voice chat is not available. Um, I also start talking about my opinion on that because I was like, ah, that's fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> when players ping, because this is all new to me, so I'm just like, that's fucking cool. Uh, when players ping anything in the world, a contextually relevant VO line, uh, voiceover line, will be played and the, the marked point will appear in the game world as well as on minimap for each player. In addition to the ping system, Borderlands 3 will also feature a full suite of accessibility options, ensuring that all players will be able to enjoy the latest game. Players on any platform will be fully able to remap controls, thank you, and uh, which will also allow the Xbox adaptive controller to be used to its full potential, which if you're not familiar is uh, that modular controller that allows people uh, with different needs for controllers to be able to play games. It's actually really neat. I kind of want to pick one up and I, I don't really need one, but every time I see it, I'm like, that thing's fucking cool. Just all the shit you can attach to it. It's really neat. Um, Borderlands 3 accessibility and echo cast. Players will also be able to toggle head bob, which I'm glad because I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, and auto mantling, um, adjust aim assist. Player or Borderlands 3 will feature extensive closed captioning and color blindness options, which will include adjustable text size and opacity. Um, Borderlands 3 will also see the series' first free-for-all dueling mode, which will allow players to opt into a 1v1v1v1 uh, competitive... <laughs> I started losing myself. There. I was like, what? Uh, competitive multiplayer experience. Discord will also be hugely integrated as players will be able to utilize activity group-based matchmaking and... Uh, uh, asynchronous. Asynchronous... <laughs> matchmaking uh that's i gotta stop talking about it. i'm like oh that's cool that's cool that's cool uh gearbox is also building upon its echo cast twitch extension that allows viewers to look through a streamer's loadout skill trees and earn in-game loot these new features will include the ability to allow viewers to spawn events into the streamer's borderlands 3 game including moxie mixer events badass viewer events and more um yeah, and then they have a list of all the other features that they've announced prior to this. So, uh, in essence, this is um, accessibility for most people. Uh, it seems like you can really get in and change this game up to how you want it to play. It is interesting to note that they are allowing you to toggle not only head bob, which I appreciate because I normally turn that shit off, uh, but auto mantling, which is a new feature that I, when I played the game, loved. But maybe you want that Borderlands 1 and 2 experience. You don't want the auto-mantling so you can turn it off. That's that's actually something I haven't really seen in a game. Um, you know, aim assist, shit like that. Uh, accessibility to the adaptive controller. Um, the ping system that Apex Legends has uh, with the voiceover lines, which I actually think is quite a bit of work to put into it. That's, that's really neat uh, on the mini-maps. Um, Twitch and um, Discord. Discord integration. And... Uh, now you can do 1v1v1v1 competitive multiplayer shit, which, which, you know, in prior games, you can walk up, hit somebody, they can hit you back, and you can duel real quick. So it's, it is interesting. You can have, like, the good, the bad, and the ugly fucking shootout um, if you so choose. What do we think about all these features um, that they are packing into this game? Uh, do any excite you? Do any feel like they are useless? And, uh, yeah, what do you think? <clears throat> um, 
I'll start with the easy one for me, which is the ping system. Having played just a little bit of Apex Legends, the pinging system in that is actually very handy. Um, even if you are in voice chat, because if you're in the middle of just talking with someone, you can still communicate in game without stopping your conversation as well. So there's a lot of good uses for that system, um, especially if the, the voice stuff is done really well. It will help um, stream, streamline experience. Because like for myself, I'm not the, the most social uh, person when I when I play games. I love playing games co-op, but I don't necessarily want to talk to anybody. Typically, when Sherry plays a game, whether it's a controller or mouse and keyboard, he'll have his arms crossed like this, and then this hand will have the controller. And then he'll have his mic up, and he's just like... He doesn't, he doesn't want to talk to anybody, that's, and he lets you know. That's not... Keyboard and mouse, he's got the keyboard here in this hand, and the mouse under his armpit here. And he's like... Hmm. That would be really impressive. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's impressive. Um, Antisocial, but impressive. The head bob, that's when your character is like, move. yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure I'll play around with this. It's going to like better. I can't think off the top of my head. Uh, tactical games doesn't bother me, but if you can turn it off, I normally do because it is advantageous to not have head bob. Gotcha. Although if they force you to have it, I'm fine with it because it's immersive. But I don't it's like them. if you can uh, do FOV as well. Yeah. You know, a lot of people won't touch it. Anybody who knows the advantage of extending your FOV out is going to turn it up. Yeah. Like even even if it makes the game look weird, you got a huge advantage all of a sudden. So right, yeah. I've I've seen I've seen you do that kind of stuff uh, before, or like moving the where you're looking to the corner of the screen and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't see a whole lot of people do that, but I'll do that because a lot of times that FOV won't be at 100. It'll be like 120 naturally or natively or like 80 or something. I don't know what direction I'm going in. But yeah, if you're playing a console game, because your field of view is almost like a globe, if you look downward and you put something out in the distance up in the top corner, it will actually zoom in and you'll be able to see it a lot better. And I've done that in FPSs since I can't fucking remember. Yeah, I'll be like, what is that? And I fucking turn down a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what that is. Yeah. So there's advantages to all that shit. Uh, auto mantling. I don't know what that is. Mantling is to so like if you jump at like um a ledge, you'll oh. mantle it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's interesting. They're turning that off, be or you can turn that off because uh in the prior games there is no mantling. Yeah, I'd probably keep that on. It, <laughs> it's more streamlined. <laughs> it's like most games nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever played Call of Duty or any game like Call of Duty, they all have auto mantling. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate the adjust of aim assist because unless they're saying auto as if like you jump at it, you'll mantle it instantly versus if you hold X or something, maybe that's what they well, mean. Well, I guess we'll have to see. We'll find but, out. Um, the adjusting aim assist I appreciate because there, uh, <clears throat> there are some games, uh, where it can be detrimental to your shot instead of uh helpful especially if you're using like sniper style weapons and you have a shot and someone runs across all of a sudden your cursor pulls and i hate Halo. that yeah so um i appreciate the that in fact just to kind of get the ac accessibility aspect of the rest of this um i think them just adding all these options, the close caption, the colorblind, Text all that stuff. That is all just positives. There's no yeah. way it could be a negative. It's optional. It allows you to customize the experience to whatever you want, and that is a good thing. Which is like customizing your um, button layout. 
a lot of times I don't fuck with that, but when I want to and they don't have it, it drives me nuts. Right. Or if it has like three presets, I'm like, well, I don't want to fucking use your presets. I want to do my own thing. So, you know, um, there's a good chance I won't even fuck with it in this, but that it's there. Awesome. Yeah. Um, PVP completely disinterested in glad it's there for people who want it. I, I personally, I don't care. And then the discord and Twitch integration, I think is great. Um, I know, uh, people have been, you know, adding at least Twitch specifically, uh, into games on a real basic level, but for, for a while now, but I'm glad to see that system kind of evolve because it does make the streaming experience for the streamer and the, the people watching more, uh, interactive and enjoyable. Um, I'm not necessarily the right guy for it, but I still think it's a really neat thing. And I love watching that extension system kind of evolve mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, the, the big one though, is the, the discord one. I really love that when I play like, uh, final fantasy 14, for example, on my PC, that discord has an overlay and yeah, I, that blew my mind. And yeah, and you can toggle different aspects of it. So it's always on, or you get notifications, stuff like that. And I love it. And if it's just actually part of the game, that's just another bonus for me. Mm -hmm. um, I, and especially since it will essentially just act as another way for you to like you can on, on steam, on Xbox on PlayStation, whatever you just click on someone and say, join game. It sounds like you're going to be able to do that through discord as well. So yeah, sound uh, like a party matchmaking invite thing to Discord and people can just click it and join yeah, or something. which is awesome. Yeah. So, um, it sounds like they have a lot of cool ideas and they're just going for it. Um, so even if the game is just more Borderlands, which they said, Seth said, and yeah. I would also repeat, even though I haven't played you know, this, that's not a bad thing. Um, it's, it's just more Borderlands that looks better and plays better and, than it ever has. It has more features, yeah. which is great. I rambled there, but there's yeah. a lot in this article. <laughs> yeah, I'll try and go quick with this. So the uh, look, Apex Legends has the best pinging system I've ever seen in a game. There's ones out there like an Arma that's a lot more robust and you can do way more with it. And in a sense, yes, that is better because you can get more out of it. But Apex Legends pinging system is the most genius system I've ever seen in a game. When I first saw it, even if I didn't like that game, I was still just like, and I did like that game. But even if I didn't like that game, I would still appreciate how fucking smart that system is. It changes everything. It made me want to play a game for that ping system alone. It's fucking genius. So everybody steal the fuck out of that pinging system because it's really good. So hearing that they're taking that system, good. Take it. I want to see that in more fucking games. Standardize that shit. That's such a good fucking pinging system. It's so good for cooperation. Uh whether you are talking to each other or you're not, you can play Apex Legends without talking to anybody and communicate really effectively, really easily. Talking to each other and using it is even better. So in a game like this, it, that's just awesome. Really excited for that. Uh, again, all the um, accessibility options, really cool to see. Um, always happy to see that. All the options in general when it comes to toggling and adjusting aim, which I think is interesting. They say toggle, but then they say adjust aim assist. A lot of games will let you turn it off or on. Uh, that you're going to be able to adjust it. I'm sure the cap will probably be the highest aim assist that everybody might have on standard. Maybe you can turn it down a bit, which would be really interesting because I haven't seen that in a lot of games. A lot of times, like I said, you just turn off and then on console, you're really fucking yourself over. Even if a game doesn't allow you to do anything with aim assist, it's definitely there. Um, you can normally tell in a console game if there's no aim assist, it feels like shit. 
Uh, closed caption, colorblind stuff. You know, it's whatever. Um, for anyone who needs that, it's awesome. The text size and opacity though is pretty cool. Uh, that's something I'm not used to seeing in a uh, game typically. So mm-hmm. unless it's like an MMO, that's pretty standard in MMOs. But in most games, not really. The uh, as a guy who likes to do competitive online shit, uh, I've never been into the dueling stuff when it comes to Borderlands because it's just kind of meaningless in my opinion. You're just doing it to be like, ah, I fucked you over. Um. I'm better. I got the better gun or whatever. Or I'm higher level. I'm like two levels higher, so I'm going to definitely beat you. Uh, in fact, every once in a while, I'll accidentally hit somebody in Borderlands. And I'm just like, oh, God, are they going to hit me back or not? And then looking at me, I'm like, don't fuck. I don't want to fucking duel, dude. Let's just keep going. Uh, it's like a weird invite. People are like, oh, what? And they get ready to fucking mm-hmm. clock you back. I'm like, stop. Let's just go. Uh, so, you know, it's cool. I, I think it's neat that, you know, if you're part of a fucking rowdy bunch playing Borderlands 3, and you're like, hey, let's, let's all fucking kill each other. Uh, you can do that. And that's awesome. That's just more. Uh, the Discord thing is awesome to hear. Integration with that is awesome to hear. We have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. Um, so if we were to use that, we'd be using it there. Um, so that's cool. Uh, the Twitch stuff, though, is exciting. I'm so stoked to see Twitch extensions growing and getting bigger and better. I mean, when I saw Vermintide 2 have Twitch integration, I was like, oh, that's neat. That's a really cool idea. Now, here we got a AAA game doing it even further. Not only are you going to be able to have people uh, effect, uh, effectively like put events into your fucking game as you're playing, giving them a way to interact with your game and giving them something to watch that they had input on, which gets more people to stay around and watch, keep watching, and not just have you passively in the background while they're fucking doing the dishes. They're actually going to be there going, oh, let's see if he can fucking get past this shit. But also uh, that they can look through your loadout and your skill trees. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to opt in and out of that. But uh, that'd be kind of weird if they, I'll just, yeah, people don't look at your shit. But it gives that interaction of like, when I was playing Warframe and streaming that when it first came out on PS4, I'd have people come in all the time and ask me what weapon I'm using, what's my build. When I was using the Amprex, and people were like, you can't use the Amprex, the thing fucking sucks. I'm sure it's great now. But back then, people were like, I think fucking sucks. And then I'd use it, and they're like, how the hell are you doing that? I'm like, uh, and I'd go show them my mods and shit. Uh, you know, uh, this is that. Without them having, I mean, they can just go, oh, that's pretty cool. And then they can start looking through your shit. And that's really cool. Uh, and then earn in-game loot. That was the first thing I heard about this game when it came to Twitch. And that's fucking, that's a game changer. You can get rewarded uh, if you're playing this game already and you're watching someone else play it. You can get rewards for watching them. I mean, they're really, really going hard on allowing people to advertise the fuck out of this game for them mm-hmm. in a fun way. And it's genius and it sounds fun. It doesn't sound nefarious in any way. So... Um, they're, they're really going hard with this game. And I know some people have complaints about the, them saying no microtransactions, but still allowing you to buy things, uh, digitally, which is technically a microtransaction and, uh, people's problems with a certain magician, uh, sorcerer, um, from what I've played of this game, from what I've seen on it and all the features. I mean, this, this is, they're, like I said, they're going hard on this game. They're, they're gonna make a really big fun game. It's gonna be bigger than the last games. Um, with more stuff, more bosses, more end game shit. Uh, this game's gonna be a fucking blast, and apparently it's gonna be a blast to be able to stream and watch people stream it. So I can't wait for it. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Anything else you wanna say on that? No, I said enough. You excited <laughs> for Borderlands Three? As excited as I can be for something. Else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a weird. My excitement level is an expectation that it's gonna be a good game. Yeah. Like somebody going, 
oh, Borderlands 2, uh, you should pick that up. And I'd be like, well, it's a good game. Yeah, I'll, I'll play it with you. The same thing with this. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be good. I'm going to play it. I can't wait to play it. Yeah. But no, I'm not like, Cyberpunk, I fucking need it. It's just like, yeah, it's awesome. So, Oh, for um, sure. It, it was super surprising, obviously, when we first saw it. So Yeah. But obviously, we're getting taste cast. We keep going and oh, yeah. down that route. But, yeah, it, I, I'm excited for it. I mean, it's on my radar. I, unfortunately, might end up waiting for the Steam version to come out myself. Um, I don't, I really don't think I, I want this on console, so, but we'll see. Plays great on Xbox controller. I'm sure it plays even better on your preferred controller. I have one. Um, let us know in the comments. What do you think about these new features rolling out for Borderlands three? Which ones are you excited for? Which ones are you not excited for? Or do you not give a fuck about any of these? What do you think about that pinging system? Have you played Apex Legends? What do you think of that? And, uh, what would you like to see them add? to Borderlands 3 to really sell it to you. And uh, yeah, let's know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Borderlands 3, uh, accessibility, all the features, and everything else we've talked about in this episode of Taste Tuesday. But that's going to do it for this episode of Taste Tuesday. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty Loot Gaming. Check out my streams on Twitch and only Twitch at Tasty Senpai, all one word. Uh, hit the notification button to when I go live. If you want to watch us stream here, you got to wait like 60 days because Ubisoft is like, fuck you. Don't stream our shit. And we're like, sorry, wasn't good enough. So we'll be back on YouTube streaming as well in that amount of time. Uh, we have Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. And we're pl- when we're playing Borderlands 3, we'll be putting stuff there. Um, and we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. Also, TasteCast96 came out yesterday. So... Go watch that because it was, it was a really good one and YouTube fucked us. Uh, but yeah, until the next episode, my name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And uh, have a good week, guys. And take it easy.